Emerging Tech for Autonomous Vehicles Advanced Stereo Sensing Solutions Dear audience, my name is Ludmila Der. I'm the Managing Director of Elite Experts Conferences and I would like to welcome you to the next episode of the Elite Experts Conferences podcast. Whether at live events or in the digital world, we bring together cool promising tech startups with exciting innovative global players and generate a platform where the world of sustainable technology meets. Get to know the different companies, but also the inspiring leader personalities behind these brand names. Our motto is towards a better and cleaner future through knowledge transfer and technology. Our guests today are Benjamin Pato and Isaac Asia. Benjamin is Director of Business Development at Foresight Automotive. Benjamin, you have deep experience in business development, in marketing and sales and profound technical knowledge. So you originally come from the engineering sector, more precisely from the field of electronics and computers. There's something special to know about you. In your time before Foresight Automotive, you were already involved in two startups as a founder. We will definitely talk about that later. And Isaac is Director of Product Management at Foresight Automotive. Isaac, you have many years of experience in product and project management, from definition of marketing requirements to full production. You held the manager roles as well as the technical roles, be it in product marketing, customer service and R&D. And now I would like to say a few words about what Foresight Automotive actually stands for. Foresight Automotive was founded in 2015 to be a strong player in the design, development and commercialization of stereo quad camera vision systems for the automotive industry. Foresight stereoscopic technology is derived from its major shareholder Magna BSP's field-proven security technology that has been deployed worldwide for almost two decades and is IP protected by patents. It incorporates 3D video analysis, advanced algorithm for image processing and sensor fusion. Now it's enough for the introduction. Let us now talk about the developments in the automotive industry, about the past, present and future of ADAS technologies, about innovative spirit of Israel, about the high purpose of Foresight Automotive, about business corporations, but also about personal motivation and key learnings of a startup life. Let's start. Benjamin, we can go into the subject of stereoscopic technology from a more historical perspective. How did the technological landscape of stereoscopic technology and its application look like some years ago? So in other words, before the founding of Fawcett Automotive. So that is a very good topic to talk about because uh, there's many people that nowadays are using the existing types of sensors and it will be good to elaborate a little bit about what is stereoscopic. So in general, stereoscopic systems are comprised from two cameras, which enables 3D output from as we have with human eyes. Traditional stereoscopic systems usually require having two cameras and connected between them with a rigid beam to keep them aligned at all times. Before starting to do any 3D analysis and so on, there is a process that needs to be done pretty much complex by holding a checkerboard in front of the cameras. And then there's some uh, algorithms that are running to calibrate between the both cameras. And from that moment and on, then you can get the 3D output. Again, at all times, these two cameras need to stay stable, 
connected between them and aligned without moving so that the calibration is maintained throughout the whole operation. So this is the main idea about stereoscopic. So from that reason, many of the OEMs, just to talk about what's happening in the world, they've neglected this kind of usage of the stereoscopic systems because of the complexity. Doing the calibration is something that's done manual. Keeping the calibration ongoing by doing this uh, full system in regards to packaging and connecting the two cameras and keeping it aligned at all times, it creates some kind of uh, complexity for the OEMs. And also it's a very big package that the OEM or the car manufacturers need to understand where to locate it inside the vehicle itself. Because of this and being so much uh, difficult to maintain, many of the OEMs just decided to put it aside and went ahead with just single mono cameras. And this is the main idea about what has been going on with systems of stereo uh, historically. This is where Foresight also came in and said, uh, we want to help the OEMs in this regards. And we can go into this later on but doing something that was very innovative, which helps the OEMs to overcome these obstacles. Thank you very much for giving this very broad, general overview. And now, Isaac, what has changed technologically in the last six years since Fawcett Automotive was founded? So where do we stand now? So the technology has advanced in the multiple verticals in the last six years or so. Sensors has more uh, resolution and the high dynamic range, which allows better detection and longer distances. Moreover, the computing power of, you know, the the platforms is constantly growing, which allows advanced algorithms and multiple neural networks to run in parallel. This works to foresight advantage. We develop software and algorithm that takes the stereo to the next level. We believe that the stereo will be the leading sensor solution, the leading phone sensor solution, as it can support the required long distances that satisfy the market need. Unlike other technologies, Foresight did not reach the limit of its capabilities as this is the edge of the iceberg. More processing power will allow Foresight to use higher processing resolution which can accommodate higher image uh, sensor resolution, resulting in uh, better detection rates and longer ranges with higher accuracy. Thank you very much. I mean, we will also go much, much deeper in the technical details further on. But first, I would like to see what is actually the why behind Fawcett Automotive. So, Benjamin, what is the higher purpose that Fawcett Automotive stands for? Which vision motivates you to develop your technologies continuously? So, just to go a little bit back uh, in what happens in the automotive world, when ADAS systems were developed in the beginning, mainly for, let's say, level two, in the previous generations of ADAS, The main systems were just for, let's say, nice to have. They were good alerts to the driver, and it was just additional safety assistance to help the driver itself. In time, regulators and also vehicle manufacturers understand that ADA system is something that's more vital for saving lives as accidents uh, are on the rise, and they always are looking for improving the performance of their systems. And this is exactly where Foresight was founded, exactly for this reason, for saving lives. Uh, our CEO, Chaim Siboni, 
has always seen this as a noble cause for the company in order to help all the OEMs, any vehicle manufacturer for saving their lives around the world. And by reducing all these accidents and uh, casualties that we see going up uh, during daily. And the thrive for saving the human lives is actually in our DNA. And this is what uh, motivates us and pushes us forward, the whole, the whole company for doing what we're doing as we do today. So when we talk about ADAS and taking that to the higher level, or even to going for autonomous vehicles, there's a vital and mandatory need to get better accuracies and performance. We just not cannot rely on having something that is nice to have. We need something that is very accurate to work with the system and the ECU of the car itself to get the best achievements. And it's actually a very important and very meaningful purpose uh, of saving life. And I guess it's really a driving force for what you do daily. And Isaac, what is the founding history of Foresight Automotive? How did the story develop further? Foresight Automotive is a spin-off of an Israeli company called Magna BSP. Magna has developed surveillance solution based on uh, stereo technology for the last 20 years or so. Magda's technology used for protecting critical infrastructure such as borders, airports, and so on. The technology is based on a dual stereo channel, one visible and one thermal based on long-wave IR, infrared cameras for dealing with situations where there are harsh weather conditions and lighting conditions. Fawcett Automotive technology is based on the same concept. We take two channels of stereo, one visible and one thermal, but the main difference is that Magna technology was based on a static scenery, while Foresight is dealing with a dynamic environment. The dynamic environment is for sure more complex to deal with. Every frame, the scenery is changing. We need always to maintain the, the detection and accuracy required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds absolutely um, challenging. I mean, when you bring the dynamic factor inside, then it, it needs to be a completely different story, right? So, and now let's make it more technical, but also more tangible at the same time. Benjamin, what are the benefits of stereoscopic technology? Could you possibly give also some practical example to make it for our audience more tangible? Yes, of course. So the biggest advantage of stereoscopic system is in the fact that their ability to have 3D data. That's, this is, like we said, very similar to the human eyes. And as the nature has it, it's probably the best thing. Mono camera systems uh, usually rely on doing classifications, uh, which is recognizing objects in front of them for the purpose of their detection. Therefore, if in any case, this classification for some reason or some use case fails, the ECU or the chip that is responsible for getting the data will not get that data and unfortunately might come to a disaster and in worst cases, some worst scenarios. But in stereo technology, Since it's uh, 3D systems and it's not really relying on classifications for its detection, it's able to detect any object at any time. Of course, on top of that, you are always adding the classifications, but it doesn't have to be necessarily classified. It means that there is no way that you will miss any object, and this makes it much more reliable and robust. 
And this is what we need exactly for going to the next generation future for ADA systems and uh, so on. And when you add that fact to the fact that the stereo is based on cameras, you're getting much, much higher resolutions. Uh, when we talk about getting outputs, for instance, with the point clouds, which is demonstrating the scenario in 3D format. This is something that LiDARs use. But the stereo systems are based on cameras, which give them much higher resolutions in that regards because they are based on the camera's resolutions. And we get not only higher resolutions, but we're also getting very rich colors. And mm -hmm. this enables us to also get from the same system everything required for also doing, like for instance, traffic signs uh, classifications or traffic lights anything that, that requires colors or lane detection and so on, you get all this in just one single system. You know, you compared already the second time uh, the system, what, what you use at Foresight Automotive and the human eyes. But then I have to ask you, do we have then the same limitations like with the human eyes? I don't know, seeing in the dark, things like that, so, or let's say hot weather conditions so, or not? You are right about that. The human eyes are in somewhere a little bit limited. For instance, we cannot see in total darkness. And this is exactly the reason that Foresight is developing stereo not only for regular vision cameras, but also thermal cameras. We believe that the thermal cameras can overcome all the situations related to total darkness or any harsh weather conditions because this is the physics of uh, thermal cameras that they can overcome the physics of low lightning and very harsh uh, weather conditions. And we use that advantage for, in addition to the stereoscopic, to create the 3D element and giving a full uh, solution for all kind of use cases that there are. So you're kind of creating a superhuman if we compare it again to human beings. Okay. So now, Isaac, does Foresight Automotive offer plug-and-play software systems or are your solutions completely tailor-made for every and each customer? So uh, it's a little of both. Foresight Software Stack is built on uh, several software modules, consist of software algorithms which uh, can be used uh, as is by our customers. Foresight is customizing the software to optimize the performance per specific customer requests, okay? The software platform uh, is dependent. So Foresight uh, need to port to a specific platform required by uh, our customers and optimize it. Foresight can adjust its software uh, to any camera selected by uh, our customer. And basically, mm -hmm. we are agnostic to the camera selection. Saying that, Uh, we will uh, require a short uh, integration time to support new optical sensors. Mm -hmm. And when we talk now about sensor fusion, so Benjamin, what trends and developments do you see when it comes to sensor fusion? What's going on there? Yes, this is a very good question. So it's not a secret that uh, OEMs and maybe tier ones as well are working on a lot of fusions. Basically, what we see today that they are mainly trying to do fusion between existing sensors, meaning, for instance, mono cameras and a radar. This is some of the most common fusions that are happening nowadays. But also, we see a lot of developments going towards uh, LIDARs and so on. But this is a little bit more expensive type of solution. So it's mainly sometimes pointed for high-end types of vehicles. But we see that this is probably not enough for them. 
Uh, and this is why in Foresight, being a company that does development of stereo with thermal and vision cameras, we are already starting to work on the fusion between the RGB channel and also the IR stereo channels together. Because the fusion between these two channels will, as I said before, give us a complete coverage for all types of use cases and uh, corner edges that we have in the scenarios that the vehicle comes across. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's still in development stage, so there's much, much more going on. No? So, And Isaac, I mean, we already mentioned, okay, it's about dynamic uh, environment. It's about vision under harsh weather conditions. But can you also tell us and maybe also like kind of summarize what technical challenges your technology solves in general? Yes, sure. Foresight developed a unique auto-calibration algorithm for camera-relative pose estimation, which allows camera separation. Unlike the traditional stereo system, we do not need the rigid mechanics for the cameras, as Binyamin mentioned before. In addition, Foresight supports large baseline, large distance between the cameras which result in a better distance accuracy in longer ranges. With this technology, we can dynamically overcome camera movements and vibration while maintaining optimal accuracy. It allows our customers the ease of installation and flexibility to virtually place the camera anywhere on the vehicle. This, of course, saving real estate, maintain aesthetics and saving operational costs for the customer. Foresight is also using its technology to leverage existing sensor suit out there that is already installed on L2, L2 Plus vehicles. We can create stereo system using a camera with different field of view. For example, fisheye cameras located in the bumper and the narrow pinhole camera located behind the windshield. These cameras are used for different applications. We can use them to create a stereo on the overlapping area of the camera field of use. This allows another layer of functional safety using a software-only solution. Foresight can create accurate 3D perception on this overlapping area, increasing the probability of detection and accuracy. Mm -hmm. And now let's uh, move away from the technical details and look at the whole picture, let's say, from both. And Benjamin, by doing business in different countries, you see also different trends, new technologies and new developments in that general field of ADAS, not only about your technology. So what are your personal highlights? Which technical developments and implementations have you noticed in different countries? Yes, so uh, we've been uh, actually demonstrating to customers worldwide, like uh, Isaac has just come back from a very good show in USA. And we've noticed that most of the OEMs and tier ones are really struggling to achieve better and higher performances for major two aspects. One of them is improved detection performances. And the second thing, as we said before, is detecting in or working in all kinds of uh, lightning conditions and weather conditions. These are the two main uh, things that uh, they are trying to solve nowadays. Like we mentioned before, they're trying to tackle these type of uh, issues with the existing sensors that they are familiar with. Uh, that's mainly mono cameras, radars, or LIDARs, like we said, for more high-end types of uh, vehicles. But eventually, each has its own drawback in its own situation or use case, which still doesn't bring the OEMs to the 
satisfactory point that they want to reach. Elon Musk said a while ago, declared that he is going only for cameras and neglecting all the other sensors, including radar. However, he is uh, doing this mainly with mono cameras. And this is still a pitfall because, uh, like we said before, mono cameras rely basically on classifications, which has its cases, which will fail. doesn't matter how much you train the system, you will still have that corner case. When I go to Sweden, I have this deer jumping in front of me, which I did not do classification on it, and I might hit that, unfortunately. So foresight stereoscopic separated camera solution is something that becomes very interesting nowadays. And we see this when we talk with OEMs post-COVID uh, era. And, there is uh, post-COVID era? <laughs> it's almost, you know. Okay. <laughs> We're hoping that we are there. <laughs> so we see a lot of interest because, uh, as I said before, stereoscopic is something that uh, many OEMs and tier ones uh, know its uh, performances. This is where foresight stereoscopic separate cameras actually become very relevant and interesting for the OEMs and tier ones nowadays. They are hearing about what we've developed. They know that the stereo systems are very reliable with good performances. But as we said, they put it aside because it was very complicated and not comfortable for uh, locating inside the vehicle. But with the new innovation that we've done to separate the cameras and locate them anywhere you want inside the vehicle, it could be behind the windshields in separated locations, on the side mirrors, in the headlamps, in the grill, and without connecting anything between them and everything done automatically with our uh, technology, this really becomes very uh, relevant and interesting for them because it achieves the most accurate performances. And also, as we, we mentioned, we're using the thermal cameras as well with that will give them the full solution for all the cases. And I mean, it gives a lot of technical benefits, but also... Um, like gives a lot of freedom, be it for technical reasons, but be it also for the design reasons. So, and it's, it isn't benefit definitely. And also, Isaac, you, you previously mentioned all the benefits of your product, but every tech product, it has also challenges. So this kind of further development that will never stop. So what challenges do you currently have to cope with in terms of technology? As much honest as you can be with that question. Of course, of course. So uh, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, one of the biggest challenges we, we have is, is to keep up with the growing pace of advancement in the image sensors in terms of higher resolution and low pixel pitch. On one hand, it is working to our advantage because it gives us the ability to detect smaller objects at longer ranges while increasing the accuracy. Uh, on the other hand, it requires uh, more processing power to support it. So we need constantly improve the utilization and uh, optimize it. Fortunately, also the computing uh, power is constantly growing, so we can keep up with the pace. This is aligned with our customer expectations, seeing smaller objects at longer distances. For example, fallen cargo at uh, around 500 meter distance. This is something that we hear uh, all the time when engaging with customers. Benjamin, Fawcett Automotive is expanding regarding business areas, not only geographically, but also across industries. So in which other areas besides the classic automotive industry can one find your products? Yes, you are correct, Muludmila, about that one. We are actually uh, working in several types of industries. 
ever since we've broken the boundaries of uh, the st uh, stereoscopic restraints uh, with our auto calibration mechanism and with our fully separated uh, stereo cameras, suddenly there's more companies that are coming from various industries that are approaching us because they see interest in what we're doing. The technology itself is very interesting for them. We found that our solution can be very fit for either agriculture or heavy machinery or mining, commercial vehicles, of course, uh, not to talk about uh, the existing passenger cars, of course, and many other sectors, some of them not yet published. Uh, let's keep that as a surprise for the future. But uh, yes, for a lot of sectors that uh, will, this technology can be applicable for them. For example, we found that uh, in some industries, they develop their own stereo systems, but they are struggling with a lot of difficulties that are caused by either temperature changes or vibrations and so on. And this is where we come in and can help them and assist them with the technology, combining it with their own system as well. This, of course, has, when, when we talk about the difficulties that these companies have, it uh, has a direct impact on their accuracy and their performance because anything that has to do with losing the calibration of stereo directly has an impact on the performance itself as, as well. With the auto calibration component that we've developed, it allows them to maintain their stereoscopic calibration throughout the whole operation and all times with all types of conditions that they come across. And actually, sometimes it's also not that bad to uh, go further than your, let's say, main market, because you have also like a lot of freedom to see things differently. And maybe you come up with ideas that were not necessarily obvious for the other people, right? So it can be really a huge advantage. And actually, I guess you are doing that quite successfully because you are a lot also in the international media. And um, Isaac Fawcett Automotive has been in the international media just in August this year because you announced the big cooperation with global Chinese vehicle manufacturer Sherry. And Sherry and Foresight, together with Guide Infrared, uh, will collaborate on autonomous vehicles to develop advanced solutions based on Foresight's technology. How cool is that, actually? And could you briefly explain what this project is all about? This analysis is about cooperation of three parties. Foresight, with our uh, software uh, stereo solution, Guide IR, They are the leading uh, long-wave IR camera manufacturer in China. And Cherry, one of the leading passenger cars OEM in China. The advanced solution of Foresight is uh, designed for potential uh, integration into semi and uh, fully autonomous vehicle manufactured by uh, Cherry. This corresponds to the Foresight sales cycle, in which we provide as a first step a prototype system for the purpose of evaluating Foresight's technology. And upon successful evaluation, the parties will negotiate co-development agreement as a next step. Saying that, as we are a public company, I cannot elaborate further on this subject. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I have to accept it. It's, uh, it's absolutely totally okay and fair. But actually, Benjamin, do you look for further partnerships and cooperation? And if so, what strategic orientation should these companies have? What is actually important to you at the current stage? Definitely, we are uh, always uh, with our eyes open for doing any uh, collaborations and uh, cooperations. First of all, we always believe in the win-win strategy. And in our industries, I think there are many opportunities for those uh, emplacements. 
there are many companies that uh, we can facilitate with each other and create the productive recipe to do the mutual growth from both sides. I think if there is any such opportunity being that it is, we will always be happy to do those kind of collaborations. It's a bit tough to describe exactly what, but anything that we see potential, we are very happy to do that. Absolutely. I mean, that's how it goes, right? You see the potential, you, you have an idea and just, just go for it. That's how projects are developing, at least in the startup environment. And let's go also in this direction of the startup environment. And Isaac, life in a startup environment is super fast, very demanding, but also very rich in new learning experiences. Where are you still learning the most new things? This is an excellent question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we are constantly engaged with customers that share their requirements and evaluating new technologies. We attend technological sessions on technologies related to vision and stereo. We also follow advancement in other technologies like LIDARs and radars as well. New researchers are coming out all the time on deep neural network capabilities, stereo capabilities, and advanced algorithms. We are constantly following these researchers as, as well. Perfect. And I mean, it will also never stop, right? So this is uh, like ongoing learning experience anyway. And Benjamin, your company is now six years old. So what was the most significant moment or the most significant milestone for Foresight Automotive so far within those six years? Yes. Like Isaac mentioned, first of all, Foresight itself, its core technology is uh, based on the proficient uh, stereo algorithm of 20 years experience. And this gives it an excellency with uh, vision camera stereos or thermal camera stereo. I think ever since we've uh, broken these boundaries of the legacy stereo, by developing either the auto calibration for improving any uh, stereo systems, uh, including, of course, ourselves. Also developing the separate cameras uh, stereo, which allows, like we said, to give the OEMs the ability to put cameras anywhere they want. And like you mentioned, to keep the design of the car itself. And recently, something that uh, we call multi-FOV stereo. This is something very new. This is actually something that helps the OEMs with their current and existing hardware. How is that? With the existing cameras that any OEMs they have on their vehicle, we are able to do stereo between any two cameras that are on the vehicle itself without changing anything that is in the hardware or the infrastructure of the vehicle by only adding a software layer. layer. That means any two cameras that have overlapping And they can be with different FOVs, like we have a narrow FOV behind the windshield and another one surround anywhere on the bumper or somewhere. And these two have overlapping uh, field of views between them. We are able to do stereo with these two existing cameras. And uh, why is this so good? Because OEMs nowadays, since the COVID has uh, emerged, are trying to look for existing in a way to leverage their existing systems by keeping the hardware, but only by the means of just performance enhancements. And with our technology that it only gives, it only needs a software layer addition or plugin, you can call it. This exactly gives them what they need. And this is why at this specific moment, 
what we're doing is very, very interesting for many companies. So it means actually you can work in two directions. You can create the whole system, let's say, starting from zero and let's say in the best and most efficient way, or you just take just, <laughs> but you just take the existing systems and can, let's say, calibrate and set it up in the best way so that it's also, it can be also improved in that way. So I see those two directions. Is that correct? You are correct. That is exactly the main focus. There are two ways. There's some OEMs that are developing the next model and are putting a lot of efforts for the development. And that means rephrasing the hardware and everything. And for that, they are also looking for new types of sensor systems solutions. And like you said, that's where it comes the full solution. And there are ones that are just looking for upgrading by a bit without changing the infrastructure, but do want to add some better improvements to what they have. And that's where the multi-FOV stereo comes in. Very good approach, actually. Now, I mean, you are Israeli company, so there's no way I cannot mention it. And Israel has long been known as a startup nation with more than 6,000 active startups making it the world leader for startups per capita. Recently, with the increase in unicorns, Israel has now the highest number of unicorns per capita, as well as R&D centers for multinational corporations. There are 530 R&D centers, and Israel is even transforming to become the scale-up nation. That's the next development step, right? What would you both, Benjamin and Isaac, see as the secret recipe for such an innovative mindset in your country? What makes the Israelis so daring and courageous to found a new business and then even become successful with that? So the audience, now you need to listen very carefully. So how to do it best? I think, Isaac, you could go first. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of companies in Israel are uh, taking a version of state-of-the-art advanced technology that was already developed for the, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, and spin uh, the military technology to a commercial one, commercial applications. It gives the Israeli companies the leading edge in this industry because the IDF is working on a state-of-the-art, new technology, advanced researches. Everything is very new. So we can take the leverage on that and transition it to a commercial technology. Mm -hmm. But you still did not, sorry, you still did not uh, say what is actually the secret, why it's so different, why others cannot do exactly the same. I mean, a lot of other companies, a lot of other countries can be also innovative and so on. So, for example, Switzerland has the highest number of innovations for worldwide. So why is Switzerland not, a, let's say, startup nation? So what is the difference? Is that the... Let's say the mindset that failure is not that bad. Is that how you grow up, let's say, with that? So just try and, and go for it. And yeah, what is the, the secret ingredient behind that? Actually, I get this question a lot when usually I go to conferences and there's like a media coming and asking what's going on with the startup nation here and so on. Why is it like this? It's just my personal theory, but I would say it's what we call the Israeli chutzpah. It's a Hebrew word. So just to try and in some way translate it to English, it would be like excessive guts that we have. <laughs> and I would say that's what kind of encourages us mostly to go forward and work on new startups and so on. I would say people here 
are willing to take always chances, not always afraid of failures. And that kind of gives them a combination of uh, when you combine that with people having so many broad ideas and uh, creativity and so on, uh, creates a very powerful blend to develop a lot of innovations and products as well. I think if you take that with uh, what Isaac said, uh, you know, having all these uh, backgrounds, uh, the technology and uh, different environments, it all creates this uh, good recipe to go forward with good startups and successful ones. In addition to that, I would say that there's the whole ecosystem here, which provides a lot of support, a lot of motivation. And I would add to that also, you see your friend doing something, so you want to also go do something yourself. So automatically this creates some kind of a environment that everybody's trying to do more creative and additional platforms in different sectors and industries. That's my theory about the whole thing. So it means also it's not like by DNA you have it, let's say, inside of you. So it's also a lot about the ecosystem, a lot about this environment. So like, okay, your friends are doing that. Let's just try. And also like a lot of support systems as well, right? Yes, so I would say so. Mm-hmm. So all in all, let's say the whole system is very welcoming for, for startup mindsets and for entrepreneurs. Okay. Isaac, would you like to add something else? Yeah. So, so uh, as I said before, in addition to what Benjamin has said, a lot of companies in Israel are taking a version of, uh, of the technology that was already developed in the, in the IDF and then bringing it to the commercial market. So this is uh, one layer above the... The Israeli chutzpah, as Benjamin has said, so we can leverage from that also. And actually, I mean, it's easy to get inspiration, motivation when everything is running well or where you see your friends succeeding and so on. So, But let's talk about the, let's say, the not the bad part of it, but let's say something what, what goes along with the success, so failures and so on. So Benjamin... What do you do if, despite the best planning, something goes wrong? So how do you manage to get back on a positive course? So maybe you can also tell us something about your experience you had before with your own startups. Yeah, so that's a very good topic to talk about. So first of all, every startup has its ups and downs. Many of the startups that we see that have been successfully acquired and so on, at the end of the line, it looks like, wow, But uh, many of these had a lot of points that they were in kind of disaster points. The main thing from my side as someone that uh, has some personal experience with founding either private business or uh, two startups that they did before, uh, one of them was in smart homing and the other one in smart parking. I would say that uh, we always need to put into consideration that even if we make the best foolproof brand plan, We need to also consider that the reality can always take a different course. That means that we always need to have some kind of a backup plan in just in case. Like we say, if plan A doesn't work, then you always have another 25 letters to work on. So no problem there. Additionally to that, I would say that it's a matter of looking at things from the positive side, meaning that if we see a failure, You should look at it in a more positive way as a best learning practice. Why is that? Because now I'm more smarter and I know how to improve myself for the next round, meaning that I'm more stronger and I'm better. I have better uh, understanding about the whole thing. 
And that gives me better understanding to go uh, more forward uh, clearly while maintaining all the time persistency to achieve the goals that we've targeted for and our vision. I would say uh, being a startup is uh, something an overwhelming uh, roller coaster uh, ride. But the good thing about it is to sit back and enjoy the ride and uh, achieve your true visions that you want to. And I guess it's worth it. And I mean, let's summarize it like this. It's something what is not just for the startup culture. It's something for life. So something bad happens. Okay, take your lesson, but then go the next step and make it better. So because you're really not starting from zero, but you're starting from experience. Let's make it like this. No? And now, Isaac, what is the best advice you have ever received? Give us some life wisdom here. Mm, I, I would say, uh, listen before you talk. In order to understand the pain points and the needs of the other side, you need first to listen and, and learn. This is true for uh, customers' engagement and true in uh, my personal private life as well. Once you, you know the pain points and requirements, you can uh, better uh, address them and provide a suitable uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Actually, very, very deep and profound advice and definitely worth applying, as you said, both in professional and in the private life as well. In the professional way, it's, it's obvious you understand the customer needs and you understand also the timing when they need it because they might need your product, but not right now. So then it's more wise to offer it later on. So makes sense. And now let's say the final question to both of you. Do you both have a motto or a life guiding quote which leads you through your whole life? For me, the motto that guides me is knowledge, will, and dedication will make the impossible possible. This motto was uh, written uh, on one of the walls of a building when uh, I served in uh, one of the technological uh, units of the IDF. This motto guided me uh, in my life. When you put uh, your mind to it, uh, you can almost do anything. Nice. Mm -hmm. Benjamin, what's about you? From my side, I would say, um, three main points I would say. One of them is always looking at things from uh, positive ways. Second thing would be never to give up, be persistent, like I said before. Also, knowing how to create opportunities from what seems to us like they are total failures. This is what always drives me. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Benjamin, for being my guest today. It was very exciting to learn more about Fawcett Automotive Technology. Thank you for being open to talk also about the technical challenges. And it's also always important to understand the driving force behind companies, especially in the startup space. The why is often crucial for success or failure and also immensely important for the motivation of the employees. Thank you also for sharing the Israeli spirit with me. I always love to learn from my guests. I wish you much success in the technical development of your technology, but also for the business development. May you continue to be so present in the media with all of your collaborations with global players and patents. All the best for you. And for our audience, if you want to know more about Fawcett Automotive Technology or are interested in a cooperation with Fawcett Automotive, feel free to contact us or come directly to Isaac and Benjamin and let's create a better and more connected world together, a world full of opportunities. I want to thank Elite Expert Conferences and especially Ludmila for the opportunity to present Foresight to the audience and for hosting us in this podcast. Many thanks, Ludmila.
I would also like to thank uh, Allied Express Conferences uh, for this opportunity. Above all, especially to you, Ludmila, for your tremendous work and everything you're doing for Foresight. Uh, among those is also this podcast. And we also hope to have more collaboration and work more fruitful work uh, together along this way. This podcast, I think, uh, one of the best benefits of this is to bring out some of the knowledge about what we talked about to the audience. And I would like to thank you for this opportunity as well. There are many ways to achieve a more sustainable future. There are many companies and innovative leaders who choose and actively go very different ways. Let's just not forget one thing. No matter how different the ways are, the big goal is one and the same. See you very soon in the next episode.